0: How's it going, guys? It's your boy, Vanguard Total Market Stock ETF here, back at it with another episode of Who Done It. So it's been a week since I talked to you guys last, well, by the time this episode gets uploaded, unfortunately, it'll be eight days. I don't think anyone really cares about this podcast that much to know, but what am I drinking today? Something I don't drink often. They got some uh, cherry, that's what... Kir- Kirsch is a uh, cherry in German, some cherry Dr. Pepper. I'm not going to drink coffee at, what is it, it's 10:16 at night here, so I'm not going to drink coffee, obviously, and I don't really feel like drinking tea, I feel like drinking soda, okay? So we got a lot to talk about. First things first, if you're watching the video version of this, you didn't hear the intro, and you didn't hear the ad, obviously, <clears throat> um, that's why if you didn't notice... There are two versions on Spotify, two versions of the same episode. One is the video version and one is the audio-only version because I want to get my advertisement money and I also want people to be able to watch the the video version of the podcast because I record them now. I started last week once I got approved for some reason to have video podcasts on Spotify. So, big announcement. I'm now on doing YouTube Shorts and TikToks. They're going to be the same clips. I did a lot of research, like I told you guys I would, on how to utilize TikTok to, yeah, utilize it for growth for my podcast, obviously. uh, Yeah, I did some research, watched some useful videos. A good tip that I'm following is that a guy said, you don't want to only have content related to your podcast, you want to have something, you want to have stuff that's not related. So I decided I'm going to do something that's kind of like fun facts, but I have a new name for it, like dope data, fantastic facts fabulous facets whatever i have a new title for that every once in a while but it's facts that they that you didn't learn in school most likely and they're things that i find interesting and things that i think are useful for you for you to know so i have a couple of those being posted i'm going to post them throughout the week they're going to be on tiktok Zen Dependently minded pod is my username and then youtube of course is zendependently minded Hopefully those things, you know, hit get hit, the, hit the algorithm jackpot and I can start getting some growth and attention to my podcast. The other TikToks and YouTube shorts are going to be, of course, kind of previews for topics that I'm going to be discussing on Zendependently Minded. So just the preview there so people can get attracted and maybe want to, you know, hear my reaction to the bit of news or topic that I'm talking about. But of course, you got to listen to the actual podcast to do so. So with all that BS out of the way... How's it going, guys? Um, I haven't gotten any trips since I last saw you. I've actually been working. Got a lot of overtime this week. I'm really tired. That's why I'm wearing sunglasses to keep you from seeing the bags under my eyes because you never want to show weakness to your enemy. And all of you are my enemy. So, first thing I wanted to talk about, this is something that I actually, the news had broke like a day or two after I did last week's episode. And this is actually related to Ukraine, Russia, and really Europe as a whole and NATO. So, according to the Prime Minister, I believe, of Finland, he believes, he's just straight up stated, that Finland is going to join NATO by the end of the summer. There are also reports and a lot of news sources that are reporting that Sweden is also going to be joining NATO by the end of the summer. Which is really interesting to me. I'm a bit torn on it because, on one hand, I absolutely don't blame Finland and Sweden. Regardless of what you think about Russia and Ukraine, there's there there's reporting out there, there's propaganda, there's bias, all this stuff is out there, and the people, at the end of the day, have spoken, they've decided that they want to join NATO. The overwhelming majority of countries, of, of citizens, of countries in the European Union whether they're part of NATO or not, they're very unhappy, very disgusted. They believe that things need to occur to address Putin and to get this guy out of power. Sweden and Finland is no different. <clears throat> the citizens of these countries, they they are scared. They're in fear. They believe that they'll be safer if they are to join NATO. Of course, that's that's not only logistically true, but it's also true as far as NATO goes because the way NATO works, one of the things, one of the uh, accords in it or whatever, is if you if you strike one of us, you you strike all of us. We have to all retaliate. So obviously, if for some reason Russia was to do something, advance troops onto Finland or something, which I, I don't remember my geography, but I'm pretty sure Finland is a quite a ways away from from Russia and other countries would probably warn them. Poland being the first, and Ukraine of course to you know, they would, they would let Finland and Sweden and all these countries know before that happens. But I don't blame Sweden. And I don't blame Finland, at least the citizens for doing this. However, the, the, what do you call it? The encouragement from the United States, the encouragement from Germany, the encouragement from other countries in the EU, including, you know, you can't really blame the prime ministers of these two countries you can't blame them for listening to what their citizens want. That's that's what a good that's what good leaders do. That's what good governments do. They do and they carry out the things that that their citizens want unless it's something stupid and unreasonable, of course, that's not safe or legal. But the United States and Germany doing this is not only going to piss Putin off more, but it's going to paint a bigger target on their back. So, Trump warned of this in 2018. He warned that Germany is already becoming uh, nearly completely dependent on Russia for oil. And this is going to be an issue in the future, especially if Russia fucks up and they start to do things that are, you know, against the wishes of Germany. But what can Germany do? Germany can't cut off their oil the way the United States did. The United States, like I said, only about 8% of their oil... Came from Russia, so they were able to take it on the chin. Obviously, gas prices have risen. That's not completely related to Putin. I've explained this before. Biden sucks. Bidenomics sucks. The economy sucks. He's trying to blame it on Putin, even though inflation has been shit since before the the invasion happened. I'll get into that a little bit later. That's actually a note that I have on my on my notes. Anyway, yeah, this is this is one of the main reasons that Putin. So what i believe there's like i said when it comes to war i don't believe that there's ever just one just one reason for a country entering a war or for declaring war there's never going to be just one reason there's going to be multiple reasons and multiple factors that lead them to the to it no matter what it's a crime i've said this before there are an infinite amount of chances for diplomacy and peace talks before war war is a choice and it's a choice that should be avoided and it is a crime in my opinion what was i trying to say um hold on man i was i was on a roll i had i had something real nice and juicy to say oh yeah one of the one of the main reasons i think one of the biggest motivations for vladimir putin To do what he's doing with Ukraine is to push back and resist the expansion of NATO, but also the main reason, the main motivation for him because of his Russian pride is the restoration of the Soviet Union. And by stopping the expansion of NATO, and by pushing back actually, and taking back part of what used to be the Soviet Union, aka Ukraine, which they're doing so, Slowly but surely, they're, you know, in 2014, they annexed Crimea. They've taken, they're taking Mariupol, I believe. It's, it's, that place is going to fall soon. There's a, another place called Liev, I think, that has been taken over or that they've been getting bombed. They also did have one of their big Navy ships get sunk or get damaged um out in the, I believe, is in the Black Sea, right? I'm, I'm blanking on it. It's a little late. Anyway. One of the biggest threats to Putin, one of the things that that many, many, many foreign policy experts have been warning for the past, since the 90s, really, is they've been warning against the expansion of NATO. And they have explicitly stated that, hey, Russia is going to see this as an overtly aggressive act towards them, and they're not going to like this. And, you know, it, NATO's been expanded recently not i think the most recent country that was added was a a macedonian state is a small country near greece but the more that we expand expanded nato the more pissed off that putin got of course there were other things that pissed him off who knows all the reasons i've said this before no matter what doesn't excuse the killing of innocent civilians and the invasion of a sovereign country point blank period don't care about your grift don't care about your opinion you're wrong Innocent people shouldn't die for any reason. That's, I can't believe I have to say that again, but, oh yeah, if you were wondering, this is why I have Swedish Fish in the background, because I didn't know what else to have for the background. I was going to have another, a couple other topics, but they're kind of boring. I was going to have a mask burning one, because I'm going to talk about masks today, but that was, that's kind of cringy and edgy, and I honestly don't care if you wear masks, so I'm not going to be a hypocrite with that. So, Swedish Fish, Sweden. Hopefully, they're still a country in a year and they don't get blown to shit. If they join NATO, maybe they'll be safer. I I believe that they will be. Anyway, you know, as a whole, NATO and the EU, they're kind of fumbling the bag. There's nothing... I don't think there's a better solution. I don't think... I don't blame Finland and Sweden and the citizens for wanting to join NATO. But it is unfortunate that they're doing the exact thing that... That is a, a huge contributing factor to why Putin has done what he's done. But they have the right to join NATO. NATO has the right to accept their, them um, and offer them membership. And they should be allowed to do so without fearing getting blown up or fearing having a target put on their back. But at the end of the day, Putin has already stated, hey, if you're not with us, you're against us. Basically, something along those lines. He said, hey, if you, if you resist us or if you help us, help uh, our enemies and you become allies of our enemies, then you are now enemies of us and you will be dealt with, you'll be blown to bits, whatever the fuck he said. Creepy ass shit that he said. Psychotic shit that he said. Uh, No matter what your opinion is on this stuff, I've I've stated a pretty nuanced, educated, and well thought out opinion of this. It's not completely to blame on one side or the other. Most of the blame falls on Putin, like I've said, for invading a sovereign country and for murdering innocent civilians. That all being said, we're going to have to see how this plays out as i've said at the end of every single one of these discussions on the ukraine uh russia conflict so that's gonna end that hopefully swedish fish don't go away swedish fish are pretty good i've noticed that the red sour patch kid is just a swedish fish with the sour stuff on it anyway next bit of news i wanted to talk about i i uh, previewed this in my one of my tiktoks so the Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors has actually responded to the controversy and the outrage and the accusations and the allegations of Black Lives Matter using missing. I might add, a lot of media is not covering that this is miss. There's a big chunk of missing money, missing donation money that hasn't been reported to the IRS, that hasn't been reported to the government on what the plans were and what the use for of this money. Was going towards. I've I covered this a couple episodes ago, and I believe the last one as well. This is this missing money and the failure to report to the IRS what the plans were for this money uh, and what it was being used for led to Amazon suspending Black Lives Matter from their charity platform called Amazon Smiles. So she actually responded to this, and you have a pretty pretty interesting answer. So there's been a lot of clickbait, but I wanted to read you know the real story on this because. The, the uh, So, of course, Patrice is going to take this and turn it into a race thing. She does it a lot in this, and I'm going to read some of the quotes that she said. She also, you know, a lot of the clickbait says that, oh, I'm not being critiqued, I'm being harassed, my life feels threatened, the U.S. government needs to change laws on this stuff because it's invasive of my privacy, and these kind of things should be private. And 100% I disagree, because if you're going to be a public group, a public activist group, and you're going to take, you're going to, your message is public, your platform is public, all your protests and your movements and whatever, that's public, your website is public, your... What do you call it? Your your motto. What do you call it? Not their your, your motto, but but are things like the uh, dismembering the Western nuclear family, all that stuff. Their their mission statement. That stuff's all public. When you're taking when you're taking public donations, it is therefore not private. <laughs> and this is a this is a law that applies to all nonprofits and all charity organizations. This is not something. people are not picking on patrice and picking on angela davis and picking on black lives matter because they're black and because of what they stand for and because of the predominantly black uh community within black lives matter that is not the reason i've explained this before this happens on a singular level when a when a an individual makes a huge donation or a huge contribution to a nonprofit or a charity organization they have the charity organization has not only a moral a moral duty but also a legal duty to report on what they plan to use these funds for. And if they don't do that, you know, they get audited, I believe. And there's been millions of dollars missing, hundreds of thousands of dollars here and there missing, not being reported on. People have been wondering. I've talked about this in the past. And uh, Patrice Patrice's main defense is that, you know, it's a We're doing things on a global work and these recent attacks, they distract you from from all the the positive contributions that we've made, and I'm not going to discount that Black Lives Matter, at least the belief inherently, has contributed positively to communities. The group, I'm sure they've done some positive community work, but for the most part, their horrible, negative, slanderous, violent rhetoric... Has far outweighs the good that they have possibly done for communities But i'm not going to sit here and say that they've never done anything good for a community That would be stupid. That would be idiotic and I would know that it's a lie. So i'm obviously not going to say it um uh, Anyway So one of the one of the things that another thing that she said that I found interesting that I wanted to cover so Sorry one sec let me find it So Patrice's main defense of this is that the property is a multi-purpose property. They said they they possibly want to use it for they want to use it for business purposes. They're referring it to she's referred to it as a campus, saying it's a huge accomplishment for securing property because securing a black space is neither a crime nor a hustle. And talking getting into the long legacy of black people wanting to own property and all this stuff. And then she goes on to talk about how. You know, the credible threats have been made to them, which I don't support. I do not support threats against anybody. I don't support threats against her as much as I disagree with almost everything that she says and stands for, as well as the organization of Black Lives Matter. I do not believe that anything good is going to come from threats made against anybody. As I've said before, no matter what your political beliefs are, as long as you're not hurting me and as long as you're not hurting my family, I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I might judge in my head. We might get into debates. We might get into philosophical rants and and arguments. But at the end of the day, you do you, and I do me. And all I ask is the same respect from you as I give as I give to you. Uh, I, I want the same respect to me given to me that I give that I give to you. Uh, whew! I that was that was rough. That all being said, I can understand people's outrage especially i'm sure i'm not like i said i'm not excusing these people who send threats but i'm sure that lots of people feel threatened by black lives matter and i'm sure lots of people who have sent the threats are people that i've donated and supported black lives matter in the past and they're upset because they took their hard-earned money and they donated it to a cause that they thought was going to contribute and be reinvested into their communities come to find out it's being used to buy the six million dollar home in southern california I understand their outrage. The threats are not okay. Death threats, any kind of threats are never okay, but people are going to act with their emotions. Most people do not know how to act logically and without emotion. I do it all the time. So I'm not shaming anybody for that. But yeah, I found interesting Patrice's comments on this and her replies. They're a bit lazy. Uh, not a bit but they're very lazy and but they're kind of expected you know turning it into a race thing when it's really not a race thing it's it's law and it's moral moral culpability, culpability which you know expecting people these days especially in the the current day age when it comes to politics and and social social groups like this expecting them to have morals is, is kind of a leap got to drink some water too. Stay hydrated, bitches. I should put that on a shirt if someone hasn't done it already. Stay hydrated. I'm sure someone's done it. But next thing I wanted to talk about. So I'm going to briefly cover this because I haven't looked into it enough. Um, and I'm not going to outright take the lazy stance and blame inflation hitting 8.5% all on Joe Biden. But for the most part, it is Joe Biden's fault. I just wanted to announce and let's, you know, let's celebrate Bidenomics. It's great. The economy, the economy, gas prices, the value of the U.S. dollar, the purchasing power of the U.S. dollar, the the, the price of college, the price of healthcare, the price of property. None of that matters. It's all gotten worse since Joe Biden took office. Of course, I'm going to look into this more and I'm going to give you a more in-depth analysis and reaction to this, but... I'm going to go out on a limb here and say most of this is to blame on Joe Biden's administration. I'm not going to say it's Joe Biden. Biden's not doing anything except eating pudding and shaking ghost hands. So I'll talk about that later. But just know, inflation's not going away. We're about to hit stagflation and we're about to go into a recession. And I hope you guys don't have any bonds. I was this close to buying bonds and I didn't end up buying them because I knew that inflation was getting (laughs) Swifty, in a bad way and I and I made the right decision because bonds are hurting right now I'm hurting Like in the stock market right now, but like I said, i'm in it for the long term. So no need to worry moving on so a judge in florida has officially shut down the the public transportation mask mandate in the united states. This doesn't really affect me because as you guys know Unless you're a new listener. I live in Germany. They have, the mask mandates have actually been relaxed here. I went into a Burger King recently. I went to a grocery store, didn't wear a mask. Even at the airports, they're optional and it's great. And I've said before, more and more people are starting to take off their masks, which is nice to see. At the end of the day, I don't care what you do. I am I just want you to feel comfortable. I want to feel comfortable. And I do feel comfortable Take my masks off. My mask off, I mean. My wife takes hers off usually unless it's like a crowded place we'll put it on because of course we don't want covid we don't want to lose our jobs we don't want to or we don't want to miss working because we can't really you know we have some leave saved up but we don't want to miss work that would completely fuck up things because we also it's just us two if we get covid who's going to get groceries whatever anyway the united states government has decided they're not even going to appeal this decision to actually reinstate the public transportation mask mandate because they know that they're not going to win. They know it's unconstitutional. They know it's not fair and they know they have no legal grounds to force people to wear masks on public transportation. The problem with this is though, this is on a federal level when it, just like with mask mandates during the, or just like with vaccine mandates, just like with all the mandates, most of them were actually on a state level. Biden's federal mandates were actually shut down. I want to believe... I, I want to say the OSHA vaccine mandate didn't last long, got shut down. The federal level mandates were most of the time shut down. But states... States were having their own individual mandates. And that's why you... And businesses. So states and corporations were able to pass like a... Oh, you know... Well, corporations would follow the state... The state... Uh mandates and requirements like oh if you have 100 employees or 500 employees you have to have this If there's this many people indoors blah 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 have to get a test every week or be vaccinated get your boosters blah 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 so that's going to persist that's going to continue especially if you're you know you're getting on a plane the business is probably like here in germany there's an airline that i take that requires you to wear a surgical mask on every single or uh, an FFP2 mask or whatever. You know, the, the one of the paper ones that are actually somewhat useful, the ones that hinder you from breathing well, but they probably do prevent a little bit of COVID from being spread. They are a German airline, but they require masks on all their flights, despite there being rules um, that say that it's optional. Uh, at the German airports, <clears throat> the same is going to go with trains, with you know, boats, I guess, uh, and with planes. If it crosses over, they're, they're probably the corporations. If the corporations don't, the states that that they're traveling from or to are probably going to require masks, anyways. It sucks, but you know we got to take one small victory at a time. And if at the end of the day you want to continue to wear your mask, do so. I don't care. I don't judge. I, like I've said, I do find it a little funny when it's like someone outside by themselves. There's not a person around and they're still wearing it, but Hey, do it, do it. If you feel safer, do it. If you feel like, you know, you'd rather have it on, do it. I don't care. COVID spreads in the air. It's, it's spread, you know, it, birds can carry it. Uh, every, every animal on the fucking planet is a carrier. Um, it could, it's floating in the air. That's how it gets traveled through. So if you want to wear your mask outside, do it. If you don't want to wear your mask, do it as well. Neither of you should be fighting. Neither of you should care what the other person is doing. I definitely don't. So moving on, Philadelphia, this is actually related speaking about states and cities, Philadelphia, actually, we're not even in summer yet. I don't think, I don't think summer has officially began, right? Unless it just, just started. Yeah, I don't think we're in summer yet. Summer hasn't even started and Philadelphia has decided that they're going to not reinstate, but they're going to start enforcing again their mask mandate because COVID cases are rising. Which, I haven't looked at the numbers yet, but I'm sure I would have seen it already. I'm sure that there are not that many deaths. That's the reason why most, even Germany, the strictest fucking country when it comes to COVID rules and restrictions during the pandemic, they're they're lifting and they're lessening and they're taking the pressure off of these restrictions and these mandates because cases are still high, but deaths are very low. And that's exactly what we're going to see for the rest of our lives. We're going to see COVID. There's never going to be zero COVID. Unlike what Shanghai might have you think. Uh, Philadelphia seems like they're in a competition with Shanghai. Maybe it's patriotic. Maybe it's a, it's an America over China thing. Um, but they're trying to act like they're going to get rid of COVID by wearing masks in the summer. If the numbers are going to be high in the spring, you know, they might lower a little bit in the summer, but Philadelphia is just asking for more and more people to, to leave and to migrate in mass out of that shithole city. One of the worst cities in the United States. It's one of the biggest crime hole crime ridden dumps in the entire United States and they're not helping. They're not helping themselves. It's funny because there's a correlation between shithole cities and crime and ridiculous, unconstitutional, anti-human right, anti-human freedom, anti-independent cities, and uh I don't I don't know what I'm trying to get at, but there's a link between these ridiculous mandates that are anti-freedom and these anti restrictions are there these restrictions that are anti-freedom and crime and it just being a shithole city in probably a shithole state overall. Pennsylvania is a cool state. I don't think I've been around it too much, but, uh, yeah, I hope people move out of Philadelphia. Just move out of all big cities. We don't really need, we don't really need anybody to live in big, well, we need people to live in big cities, but you get what I'm trying to say. I don't really like cities. I've explained this before. But it's unfortunate. I hope people can still salvage their summer if they're from Philadelphia. I hope they're still able to travel and come back and not have to sit for 10 or 5 or 14 days or whatever the number is. I don't know and I don't care. Moving on. So there is a... Oh yeah, there have been quite a few mass shootings in the United States recently. At least that are being kind of promoted. Mass shootings are slightly going up every year, which is alarming. But like I've said in the past, mass shootings, I want to say 80% of mass shootings in the United States are gang related. So that makes 20%, you know, could be a crazed individual, could be a domestic domestic altercation, whatever. But yeah, still, it's somewhere around the 80% number of mass shootings are gang related. And this should be, you know... First and foremost, thoughts and prayers out to everybody and all the families and individuals that have been involved in these shootings. It's scary, man. It's, you know, I saw it happen in a school, it happened in a mall, and it's... (sighs) Nobody deserves to go to school, especially school, but nobody deserves to go anywhere and have to constantly think about, consciously think about getting shot at by psychos or by... Want to be gang members or real gang members that for some reason can't take it to their own house and shoot each other? They have to do it at a mall with with families, with old people, with babies, with children, with people that are just trying to live their lives and get a new pair of shoes or whatever, or enjoy some uh, Auntie ann's pretzels. I don't understand why these things have to be settled in public. But you know, I'm not part of that life. I never have been, never will be. So I can't really answer that. Maybe I'll have a g- Gang, maybe I'll have a member of the Crips on to ask him. But this, I part of me wants to blame this on you know the fact that people are just now kind of getting. They're they're going out again. They're going out in the world. They're able to take off their masks They're able to go out in the world and travel and see their friends again And there's a lot of pent-up mental illness. There's a lot of pent-up anguish and anger And I think that is part of the part of the negative contribution A negative contributing factor to this, but I think the main thing it's still is Gang gangs being empowered by the war on drugs I've said this in the past I actually wrote a paper on it in school. I've argued for it many times, talked about it with friends, talked about it on the podcast. The United States needs to end the war on drugs. Making drugs illegal does not make people want them less. It actually makes them want it more. Putting the demand higher, putting the value of it higher, and that in the end empowers and enriches gangs and cartels because they're the ones... For the most part, the overwhelming majority of drugs that come into the United States are coming and through, and they are enriching and they are making profits for cartels and uh, gangs. So, ending the war on drugs would completely, almost completely cripple the cartels, and almost completely cripple gangs, and would decrease that eighty percent, that eighty percent number of of mass shootings it won't go down it's not probably not going to go down because that means something else would have to replace it but that 80% would maybe account for you know if 80 say 80% of the 1,000 mass shootings in the United States maybe it goes down to 500 maybe it goes down to 750 maybe it goes down to 250 but that number could would slowly decrease that actually it would probably dramatically decrease and that might lead to a power uh struggle but You know, there are other things that we could do to help fight mass shootings and to help fight these gun crimes. But at the end of the day, the sad fact is Joe Biden and the Biden administration and the Democrats are going to continue to push for ghost gun, ghost gun, uh, what do they call it? They're trying to have a serial number printed on every part of the gun. Um, They're going to go after, you know, responsible gun owners as they have. For the past, since guns, since the United States, you know, really, honestly, uh, became a country, but more so recently in the past thirty years, because of the uptick in, in mass crimes that we, uh, mass shootings that we've seen, there's actually been an overall drop in crime since the '80s. Mass shootings, though, have steadily, I, I believe, been increasing, or they've been staying steady. So, yeah, unfortunately, the Biden administration and the Democratic Party, they're not going, and the Republicans too, they're not going to look. They're not going to seek any, you know, new solutions, fresh solutions. They're going to keep trying the same fucking thing that hasn't been working. They're going to keep trying to pass more gun control, which is not going to do anything to address the problem. It's not going to hinder gangs and cartels from shooting at each other in the middle of the mall, in the middle of a Walmart, or in the middle of a neighborhood. It's actually going to take guns out of the hands of responsible people, and it's going to take away and it's going to limit their ability to defend themselves if they need to, which I hope they don't ever need to. If I move back to the United States, I've told my wife before, I'm going to take her shooting. I'm going to teach her. We're going to get get ourselves training because I know the basics of gun safety. But, of course, I can always learn more in case something happens. I'm not, I'm not going to wait the average 15 to 25 minutes for cops to come. I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to defend my family. I'm going to defend my land. Hopefully that never happens. I hope all of you or most of you never have to do something like that because I'm sure it's a scary situation. Um, Let's see. Looking at my news, the CDC has overhauled their train, their training, their, oh, I'm tired, man, their travel warning list. So they have labeled mo- most of Europe as high risk, which is funny because Europe also labels the United States as high risk, I believe. But that's the point, man. That's that's not the point, but that's that's normal. High risk. The the definition of high risk, the way that the CDC. Uh, I don't not sure how the CDC does it because I pay more attention to the groups here like uh, the Robert Koch Institute. Um, they label the definition for high risk is something like incidence rate, so infection rate, so however many positive cases are being reported. That's how they label something as high risk. They don't use death they don't use death rate as a factor for high for uh for high-risk countries which i don't think they should either because that wouldn't make sense you know obviously if the death rate's high somewhere that means the incidence rate is probably going to be high there's also going to be other factors like you know the age of that population you know the health of that population i think it makes sense for the cdc to label europe as high risk Because there are variants flying around here. They're trying to name new variants all the time. But just know, most people are not dying. But it is, you know, it's useful to know that if there are a lot of cases here, if you do have diabetes, if you do have multiple comorbidities, which most of the United States has at least one, I think the average is like three or four now. Uh, and the higher, you know, the more comorbidities you have, the higher chance you have of dying or suffering from permanent damage of co- for COVID. So I understand why the CDC is doing this, and I hope people take this and they don't, I hope, uh, you know, obviously the media is going to use this to fearmonger, but it shouldn't ruin your summer. Don't let it ruin your summer. Don't let it ruin your year. Be safe as always. You should always be washing your hands. You should always be coughing into your arm. You should always not be licking subway door handles and licking toilets and shit or whatever they do on tiktok these days and probably sound like a boomer but yeah everywhere is high risk everywhere will be high risk not just with covid with the flu with the cold with getting hit by a car with getting shot in the middle of the mall while getting Auntie Anne's pretzels then going to orange julius or whatever that smoothie place is called there's risk everywhere yeah make a risk benefit or uh make a risk analysis before you go out no matter what you do so, but I mean, you have a CDC now if you want to, if you want to pay attention to the high risk areas of Europe, but you know, hopefully you guys got something from this episode. I hope you enjoy the TikToks that I've made. I'm going to, I believe one is already posted. I'm going to try to do, I think I have enough to post one every single day this week, which is, I'm proud of myself. I'm, I'm a bit tired. <laughs> I'm going to try my best not to burn myself out. You know, I'm only going to spend... The day that I make the episodes, because I know what I'm talking about in the episodes, I'll make TikToks. So I don't think I'm going to be making them every day. I'll probably be brainstorming every once in a while, but I'm not going to make them every day. I don't think I'll get burnt out. I'm feeling pretty motivated and actually pretty proud of the stuff that I've made. Uh, it might seem amateur and sloppy because, you know, that's that's how anything's going to be when you first start. That's how my podcast was. Go check out my first two or three or four probably ten episodes and then listen to them now they're much more fleshed out in my opinion they're a lot better but that all being said i hope you guys enjoyed the episode i hope in my incoherent ramblings you gained something i hope that you were able to i hope i was able to uh put some rational thoughts together but yeah i appreciate you guys sticking on me with this journey so far merch will be coming soon don't worry tweaking it it'll be out before the summer probably before the middle of summer probably within the next month i will have merch links i'll have prices i'll have all that ready for you guys i'll have shops ready for you to buy stickers buy hoodies shirts sweaters all that stuff and it's going to be amazing i'm super excited hope you guys are excited too i don't have a recommendation right now um for music, I don't think I have anything off the top of my head. I'll have something for you guys later, though. I'll, I'll recommend the show Entourage. You guys should watch the show Entourage on HBO Max. It's great. I just finished the show. I'm really sad. I have a void left. And I just need to watch the movie, and I'll be all done with that show. But, yeah. Enjoy the outro. If you don't know, now you know. I made the outro song. I'm proud of it. It's amazing. My wife says every time she listens to the podcast, because she doesn't listen to it all the time, but if there's something interesting that I've talked about, she says she always gets excited when the song comes on because it's a banger, and then she's extra proud that I'm the one who made the beat. might be simple, but it's simple things in life, you know, that, that you can find enjoyment from, if you're doing it right. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. As always, stay safe and stay away from those crazies out there. Thank you.